everybody? This is Bez. This is Vin. This is Brian. We're here bringing you episode five of CubeCast. It's going to be a good one, everyone. We're going to talk about orders today. So we did a little investment guide and we want to supplement it with a podcast, just breaking down what the orders are, how you can use them, and um, pretty much what the difference is between all of them. So, yeah. Just to preface, uh, the previous episode of CubeCast that we did related to our guide talked a little bit about the landscape of investing, what a stock is, what an ETF is, what a mutual fund is, how to trade, all that sort of stuff. But now when you hit the point where you're ready to execute a trade, you know what you want to buy, you're going to be hit with a few options. Uh, We want to talk a little bit through that, um, let you guys hear why you would use a different type of order. Yeah, yeah. So the first one is going to be your uh, standard market order, um, which is pretty basic, actually. What you're essentially doing is you're uh, placing an order to buy or sell, and it's going to execute immediately at the going price. So you're not really, um, you know, saying what the exact price is going to be. You're just you're more concerned about just completing the order. That's really what the purpose of this is. You just I want it. What's the commercial? JG Wentworth. <laughs> it's my, my money. money and I, I want, want, I want it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what your market is. So for, that's a good way for you guys to remember is I want the stock and I want it now. You put the market order through. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, you're not you're not specifying price or anything like that. So behind the scenes, uh, there is an order book that exists with buy and sell orders that exist on the market. When you come in at a market order, you basically pick from all the people that are either selling or buying when you're on the other part of the other side of the trade. So essentially, let's say you have uh, you want to buy, you know, two thousand shares worth of a certain stock. And there is an ask on the book at one at 21 and another one at 22. But in order to buy 2000, you have to fill from both of those shares. It would just be the average price yeah. of those. In that case, you'd be like, I guess they, they call it like walking the walking the book. Yeah. And, and you're, so like, exactly, to Vin's point, if, if you want to buy something and there's just really simple, like someone's selling, you want to buy 2000 shares and someone's selling 1000 at $21 and the next person behind him is selling at uh, you know fifteen hundred at twenty two, you would fill the first thousand at twenty one you'd buy from that person, and then you fill partially one thousand of the fifteen hundred the next person is selling at twenty two. Obviously, uh, companies today and the stocks they're much more uh, you know to the decimal point than this is. Like yeah. usually it's like twenty one dollars and one cent, twenty one dollars two cents, yeah. something like that. It's much more liquid. Much more, you know, it's much, there's much more activity. This is something, if you saw like a gap like this, happens like all over the counter markets, like things that penny stocks that are, you know, pink sheets, yeah. you know, investor yeah. center yeah. type stuff, you know, like Aerotine, yes. you know, from the Wolf of Wall Street movie. <laughs> so, so basically, in this case, orders guaranteed, it'll. Most as long as the liquidity is there and the shares are available, it'll execute That's almost it. immediately. This is down to supply and demand, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. You would never want to really put a market order on a company that has low volume. You don't want to do that because th- there's some companies that trade on Nasdaq that just aren't really in demand, and you could put a market order through, and you'd be like, whoa, 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 that wasn't the price I thought I was going to get it at. That thing was trading at like four dollars. Why did I just pay four thirty-five for it? You yeah. know, because there was just no one there willing to sell you those shares. The next person that was willing to sell it to you was at four thirty-five. So you got to be careful. Those are like the bid and the ask spreads. Yep. So be really careful of that, guys. So in order to 
protect yourself against this, you would use what is called a limit order. Yep. Uh, so the limit order is essentially, I want to buy X number of shares at this price. Uh, so basically what happens after you put in a limit order, let's say you want to buy, I don't know, t- a thousand shares at $20, you put in your limit at 20, uh, there's only 500 available at 20, so it'll fill your order for 500, it'll leave 500 open, when another order comes through that can fulfill that and meet that, that limit, yeah. then the order will be in this in, in these cases, the limit order is important because... You're not focused on execution immediately at this point. You're more focused on the price you want. So that order of 500 might fill in Vinny's case. And you you might be waiting. Who knows how long? Sometimes it could take a while to fill, fill the other 500, the other 50% of your order. But the, the limit order is not going to let you pay more than 20. That is what you said you're only willing to pay. In the opposite scenario, when you want to sell... Let's say you want to sell the same stock. You put the limit at 20. That means you are not going to let go of that stock for anything less than 20. Yep. I, the limit buy was I'm not going to buy for anything over 20. Yep. And just to, just to say again, because you know it's hard without the visual, this is why I would really recommend everybody go to qbuff.com, uh, download the PDF, and, and see it visually. Uh, it'll help a lot. Uh, I want to ask you, maybe I feel like a lot of... Um our audience is probably thinking, you know, does this limit order only last for the day or does this last? Ah, that's a great, great question. It depends on, on what you want. Uh, A lot of, a lot of uh, brokerages, online brokers, they'll give you the option of how long you want that order on for. You could do it for the day. Most of the time it's GTC or EOD. Do it till canceled or end of day. Mm. So it'll, after 4 PM order vanishes, gets, it gets just removed. Uh, good till cancel is until you specify that thing will stay there. Mm-hmm. So g- great catch. That's a good point. All right. So now we'll transition into the stop order. Yeah, yeah. This is actually if if you listen to um, the Cuban A we did, um, you'll notice that Brian was in a situation with GoPro, and we were talking about the stop order. The stop order would have worked really well for him because he got in at like nineteen, and he let it he let it kept running down. If if he if he was gonna do it differently and he was gonna go back in time, he would probably set a stop order. Maybe only be willing to take a ten percent haircut, fifteen percent haircut, and that stop order would trigger. So if he got in like nineteen twenty two, and he wants out of like seventeen, he'd put the stop in at seventeen. If the stock hits seventeen, get turns into a market order, and it sells. Could sell at seventeen oh one, sixteen ninety five. Who knows? But if it's dropping if really it's fast, if it's plummeting, it could be a fifteen. So you got to be careful. And that's where the next order comes in, which is the stop limit order. This is what you would put in when you see a, when you see a company like GoPro, you got to be careful uh, with a stop order because if it's really, really volatile and Brian's in at 19 and it falls to 17 and that's where his stop is, now it triggers. Instead of triggering into a market order where execution is number one priority, it would become a limit order. And then Brian would set the limit order at maybe... 1650. So now it's only going to sell between $17, anything above 1650. Yeah. So it triggers at 17, it could trigger at 1651, 1705, doesn't matter. It's going to try and get Brian the best price possible. Yep. So if, if he were to go back, I were to go back on some trades. That's one thing we learned. The stop order and the stop limit order are two really great things to use. But you got to be careful because you can always tap it and come right back up, get you out. 
and then you don't even see any of the, uh, any of the comeback. You got that. That's yeah. th- there's nothing you can really do about it, though. Yeah, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Yep. This Absolutely. is definitely something I wish I uh, knew back in the day when I was <laughs> not as uh, knowledgeable. But uh, it's good to know now. I'm definitely going to be uh, implementing this type of strategy going forward. Yeah. So those are the four orders, guys. It's quick episode. A little different than what we're used to, but we really just want to get straight to the point. We have a lot of examples in the PDF that's on our website. So um, feel free to download those, and uh, we hope this was really helpful for y'all. Catch you on the next one. See you.